This is the final episode in a five-part series on auctions. The first four episodes are about silent auctions. Today, we're going to talk about live auctions. But before I jump into today's episode, I have a favor to ask. Will you please rate and review this podcast wherever you listen? If you've enjoyed the auction series or any of my previous episodes, I'd love it if you could rate and review the podcast. I have many loyal listeners, so I assume that you're enjoying the content, but the only way I know for sure is if I can read your comments. I would be so very grateful. As I said, today we're going to talk about live auctions. While a live auction has the potential to raise a significant amount of money for your organization, a live auction serves a purpose other than fundraising. We're going to get into that and more, including whether or not you should host a live auction. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Alicia Barga, owner of Ripple Event Marketing. I've been producing nonprofit fundraising and awareness building events since 2010. I understand the challenges of working with small budgets, coordinating teams of volunteers, navigating event technology, and trying to manage all of this plus your other duties and tasks, while also trying to have a personal life. In each episode, I teach you the fundamentals of planning a successful event. I keep it simple. You'll learn how to take small steps to creating an event that achieves results without burning you out in the process. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to That Sounds Like a Plan the podcast where we talk about all things related to nonprofit events. I want to give out a shout out to some of my listeners. I have been so thrilled and impressed with both the numbers of listeners and the locations from all over the globe. Thank you so much to my listeners from Seattle and Vancouver, Washington, Tampa, Florida, Hamilton, Ohio, Richmond, British Columbia, Kampala, Uganda, York, Pennsylvania, Glenroth's Fife, which is a part of Scotland. I'm not sure if it's Glenroth or Glenroth's. Uh, my daughter, one of my daughters did her master's at St. Andrews, which is part of the Fife area, as I understand it. Um, thank you to my listeners from Jersey City, New Jersey, Atlanta, Georgia, Birmingham, England, Dallas, Texas, and of course, my listeners from Minneapolis, St. Paul area and Frankfurt, Germany. Thank you so, so much for listening. This is the fifth and final episode in a five-part series on auctions. Today, we're going to talk about live auctions. You may not know this, but the live auction actually serves a purpose beyond just raising more money for the organization. We're going to talk about what that purpose is, the types of events that work best for live auctions, the ideal kinds of live auction items and where how to find them, and working with an auctioneer. The title of this episode is Should I Have a Live Auction? Hopefully, after we've talked about all these things, it will be clear if you should or should not. If not, if you're still unsure, I'll have a brief checklist that you can download. It, the checklist will essentially be everything that we'll talk about in this episode, but it might be useful to download it and discuss with your board or anyone else that can help you make the decision. Have I kept you in suspense long enough about the purpose of a live auction? 
Drum roll, please. The purpose of a live auction is to warm up your audience for a live giving moment. These can go by many names. Fund a need, ask, paddle raise, mission moment, whatever you call it. This is when you ask your audience to give to your organization in a very public way. And it typically goes like this. At some point during the event, usually at check-in, each member of your audience gets a bid paddle. Bid paddles can take various forms, but it's often just a large three or four digit number on a piece of cardstock. And oftentimes that cardstock will be attached to a stick, but not always. Each bid paddle number has been assigned to that individual that's checking in or an individual at your event. Now, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty details of how to assign bid numbers, how to track them, or details such as the order in which you should auction off uh, live auction items. This episode is a high level overview of live auctions to help you determine if you should have one. If you'd like me to create a separate episode getting into much more detail about live auctions, please go to thatsoundslikeaplan.net, go to the contact me page, and let me know if a detailed episode on live auctions is appealing to, appealing to you. You can also DM me on social media. I'll put my social media links in the show notes. If you don't want to know more about live auctions, tell me what topics you would like to know more about. I would love to hear from you. Okay, back to how it works. During the ask or fund a need, the auctioneer will start with a designated dollar amount. And this is usually the highest amount anyone in the room is willing or able to donate. For your audience, it could be that highest level could be $1,000, it could be $5,000, it could be $10,000. You want to determine that amount in advance and have a designated donor in the audience at that level. From there, the auctioneer will decrease the donation amount. If the starting bid was $5,000, the next level might be $2,500. And this continues incrementally until you get to the lowest amount, and that's typically $50 to $100. Now, there are a couple reasons why this method of ask or paddle raise is successful. Number one, it builds donation momentum. And two, it gives everyone in the room the opportunity to give at a level in which they are comfortable. There are usually very few people who can give at the $5,000 level, but by the time you get to the lower amounts, nearly everyone in the room has their paddle raised. And so it builds that momentum. So you start at that highest level and maybe one or two people raise their paddle. And then by the time you get to those lower levels, you, you can just feel the momentum building as those donation amounts decrease. The live auction sets the stage for that giving moment. Now, yes, your auction sh can and should raise money for your organization, but it really helps your audience to get to know the cadence of your auctioneer and to understand the process of the paddle raise. Not only does the live auction help your audience get to know the auctioneer, it helps the auctioneer to get to know your audience. Your auctioneer gets to have a little fun with your audience. They get to warm up to the group and get to know who the key players are in the room before they get to the ask or the fund and need. For live auctions, you want a captive audience. This works best at a gala style event. 
Now, a gala-style event is simply an event that brings your audience together, usually for a meal and a program. That doesn't mean it has to be a black tie event on a Saturday night at some fancy pants venue. It could be a Thursday morning breakfast or a Tuesday lunch event. You just need to have a time when you have a captive audience, where your supporters are in one place focused on something. Now, some of your supporters will come just to hear your message. However, most often in a gala type setting, you have to draw in your audience with something else. Whatever that draw is to bring in your audience will depend on your audience. It could be a keynote speaker, a band or a DJ, a comedian, an awards show. It could be, it's anything that is relevant and appealing to your audience. If you listen to episode one of this podcast, you've heard me preach about the fact that you should always determine who your target audience is and then build an event around that audience. Let's say your audience is more suited to a golf tournament, a 5K, or some other active event. In my experience, live auctions don't work well for these types of events. Now, that's not to say it can't be done, but you'd have to have a sit-down component to the event where you bring everyone together to be able to conduct a successful live auction at those types of events. For instance, I've coordinated golf tournaments where we bring everyone together for lunch after golf. That's when you would want to have your live auction and ask. So where do you find live auction items? Generally speaking, the best live auction items are travel and unique or VIP experiences. But again, you need to focus on your target audience. Think about items that would appeal to them. For example, I worked with a small private school for about three years on their fundraising gala. The hottest live auction item every single year was a unique experience that was donated by either the principal or a teacher at the school. One year, the gym teacher offered an Olympics-style competition against him for the child of the winning bidder. The child of the winning bidder got to bring, I think it was maybe 10 friends, to come and compete against the teacher in this Olympic-style competition. And this was wildly popular on the, on the live auction. I worked with another school. This, this was a public school. Uh, I worked with them for about five years. And one year, one of the most popular live auction items was lawn mowing. The, the district had five elementary schools, and one of the principals at one of those five elementary schools donated his services to come to, to the house of the winning bidder and mow their lawn using his lawn tractor. Now, this is not something you would typically think of as a live auction item, uh, you know, if you're thinking kind of typical black tie type events. But again, this was their audience. They knew their audience. Uh, it was, again, it was extremely popular on the live auction. For another client, the two most popular live auction items were sold out tickets to an Adele concert. This was uh, several years ago and a pro baseball package. And the baseball package included four tickets to a specified game, a jersey, a signed ball, and one of the four people who were attending the game would get to throw out the starting pitch to the team's mascot. 
what all of these popular live auction items have in common is they were donated by someone close to the organization. That's the first place you want to start when looking for live auction items. Start by talking to your current and past board members. In some instances, board members will donate items themselves or through their companies. They might have box seats to a sports game, concert tickets, stays at hotels or condos or cabins. Or board members will get donations through their connections. For one client, their board member was a pilot. For last year's live auction, he offered a four-hour private airplane tour. The winning bidder could decide wherever they wanted to go and what they wanted to see within those four hours. I've also had clients where board members offer private dining in their home. I had a client where their, one of their board members was of Indian descent. She offered a full-course Indian meal for up to eight people at her, her home. For others, they've offered week-long stays at their cabins or condos. Donations for the live auction items don't have to be personally donated by board members. For that same client where the board member was a pilot, another one of their board members had a connection to a mixologist or a cocktail specialist. The mixologist donated a three-hour cocktail class for 10 to 15 people. The mixologist brought all the stuff to the winning bidder's home and taught those 10 to 15 people how to make three cocktails. Now, these are just some examples of what have been popular live auction items. And what you'll notice is that they are all unique and personalized in some way. If you're wondering how to determine whether an item is suitable for a live auction or, you know, possibly should go on your silent auction, there are two key factors, price and uniqueness. Typically, you want higher-end items on your live auction. Again, that can mean different things for different organizations based on your audience. For some audiences, a $500 is a high-end item and should go on your live auction. For others, live auction items might start at $5,000. Unique items are ideal for live auctions. These are things you can't go and buy yourself. You can't go out and buy a first pitch at a game. Things such as sold-out concert tickets, behind-the-scenes tour from your local zookeeper, a private dinner at your home from a local chef. The more unique, the better. What if your board doesn't have those type of connections? There are some options for live auction items if you can't get a bunch of high-end or unique items from your board for the live auction. There's something called auction consignment. These are websites that will sell you live auction items on consignment. These websites will go out and source unique experiences and then sell them to you on consignment. I will give you, I'll give you my recommendations for auction consignment sites at the end of this episode, so stay tuned for that. There are five benefits to getting consignment items. Number one, these sites have connections and they work with people around the globe to source unique experiences. Number two, if the auction item doesn't sell, you pay nothing. The consignment site will tell you that there's no risk. I would say that there's minimal risk, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Number three is the customer service at these consignment sites is usually outstanding. At least that's been my experience. 
Number four, you can download high quality photos of the item from the consignment site to use when you're promoting your live auction item. And I know that might not seem like a big deal, but photos are huge when it comes to promoting both live and silent auctions. And then number five, lastly, is once you have your winning bidder, you pass them off to the consignment site, to their customer service people, and they work with the winning bidder to help them redeem their item. You don't have to do any follow-up. At least, again, that's been my experience. And I will say that I have not worked with a consignment site in several years. Um, It has been since pre-COVID, but when I did work with them, it was fantastic. There are three main downsides or cons to working with consignment items. Now, you'll notice there were five positives and now there's only three negatives, but you may determine that the cons outweigh the pros. So we're going to go through those two. Number one, the packages are expensive. At the time of this recording, early in 2024, the least expensive travel package that I found was $895 and it didn't include airfare. Number two, the amount of profit that you can make on a consignment item is much, much less than donated items because you have to pay for whatever that consignment item is. Most often those other things are, you know, straight out donation and so pure profit for the organization. And then lastly, number three, you have to find items that are essentially guaranteed to appeal to your audience and you have to find at least one person who's willing to start the bidding and who's willing to buy that item if no one else bids. Now, to me, this is where the level of risk comes in. You don't want crickets for any live auction item. But with items that are donated by board members, there are usually people in the audience that are willing and able to bid on those items. The board member, they want their item to be really popular on the live auction. So they have probably been talking about it with the people that they're inviting to the event. With a consignment item, you don't have that built-in excitement because there's no connection to the organization. You also don't want to lose money on a consignment item, so the best way to work with a consignment package is to start your bidding above the cost of the consignment item. When you go to an auction consignment website, you can search for items by a number of criteria, including most popular or new items, price, Sometimes they'll have a category called best value. I don't know how they determine that, but that's what they call it. Um, how many people you want for this package? Is it is it for two people, four people, six people? Um, the location and the type of experience. I'm looking at one of these sites right now, and the cheapest travel item is a beachfront trip for up to four people to Mexico for $895. That's the cost to the organization. And as I mentioned, it doesn't include airfare. So if I wanted that item for my live auction, I'd have to let the consignment site know. I'd have to sign an agreement stating that if the item sells, I'll have to pay the consignment site $895 for it. And I could start the bidding at $8.95 so that if it sells, I'm not out anything. But again, I don't make anything for the nonprofit. And most bidders want to know that at least some of what they're spending goes to support the organization. Listening to the pros and the cons, you might be wondering, why would anyone use a consignment site? But again, it goes back to the pros, that it's really easy to use and 
easy to source a live item. And those items are unique that could have a draw for high dollar bidders to your event. And especially for nonprofits that don't have active board members or ones who don't have connections to unique experiences, this can be a way to build up your live auction. Now, in my experience, I've seen nonprofits use one or two consignment items to sort of fill in the gaps. Like, let's say you have a goal of having five auction items and your board came up with four. And so you want one to, to kind of fill in, fill in the gap or fill in the hole. A, a consignment site is a great way to do that. I'm not going to tell you that hiring an auctioneer will definitely make your live auction more successful. I have worked with nonprofits who have used board members or other non-auction professionals to do their live auction and fund a need, and it's worked very well. With that said, if you have the budget, I highly recommend working with a professional live auctioneer. They can be expensive, sometimes in the thousands of dollars, but they can be worth it. As I mentioned, the purpose of a live auction is to warm up your audience for the ask. This is where your auctioneer can shine. I've seen auctioneers with very little prep, by the way. I mean, the auctioneers, when, they, when you sign them on, they want to know as much as they can about the organization. They want to know your goals. They will ask all kinds of questions. But I've had instances where auctioneers have come on sort of at the last minute where the organization didn't really decide to have an auctioneer until fairly late in the game. And the auctioneers come on board with very little prep and spoken to the, the nonprofit's audience about the organization's mission, and they've done it with humor, with thoughtfulness, and with gratitude, which can really, which can lead to higher donations in the moment. Good auctioneers are good observers. Yes, they can talk fast, but where they really shine is in listening and reading an audience. They know where to engage audience members in playful competition for your live auction items, and to engage the audience's heads and hearts during the ask. If you've ever seen a live auctioneer at a fundraising event, it's, it's really fun to watch them do what they do best. Another benefit to hiring an auctioneer is they can help you with planning. They can recommend popular items. They can help you determine how many items you should have and which items are best suited for live versus silent auction and in what order the auction items should be auctioned. There is a bit of an art and a science to the order of a live auction, and your auctioneer can definitely help you with that. Should I have a live auction? It's a question I get fairly frequently, and it's not something I can answer for you, but I have given you some criteria, or I hope I have, to determine if your event would benefit from a live auction. Let's review that checklist. And again, I will have this available as a download in the show notes if you need to review it with the board or someone else. Go to thatsoundslikeaplan.net and find episode 36. So here's your checklist. What type of event are you having? Is it suitable for a live auction? As I said, active events, not the best. Gala style events are the best. Number two, are we doing a hard ask or a paddle raise? I've worked with nonprofits where they aren't comfortable doing a hard ask, where they don't want to put people on the spot to raise their paddle 
and and publicly state that they're making a donation. And that's that's totally fine. But if you're not doing a hard ask or a paddle raise, there's really no sense to having a live auction because as I said, it warms up your audience. Number three, does the board have means or connections to high-end live auction items? Or if not, do we have someone willing to publicly bid on a consignment item? And lastly, number four, do we have the budget for a live auctioneer? And unless you know that a board member or some non-auction professional has either experience or insane skills to pull off a live auction and a fund a need, I would hire an auctioneer. As I mentioned, I've worked with clients where it has worked well, but that's not usually the norm. At the end of every episode, I like to give listeners an action item. So here's your action item. Determine if a live auction is right for your organization and your event. If you're still on the fence, you can download my checklist and review it with other staff members or your board. If you decide to move forward with a live auction, and you haven't already, talk to your board about the types of unique, one-of-a-kind experiences you're hoping to get for the auction. Really think about your target audience and what would appeal to them. It's much better if you can give your board member some examples instead of just saying we need unique experiences. Unique is a subjective, it's a really subjective word. And so the more detailed you can be with examples of what you would like to see from the board, the better. You can use some of mine that I gave, or hopefully you have some other ideas that uh, fit your target audience. Research consignment item sites. You may not use them. You may not use a consignment site, but you want to have them in your back pocket if you need to round out your auction. The two sites that I recommend are Winspire and Charity Ace Auctions. I've personally used Winspire. Now, granted, it was several years ago, but it was a great experience. I haven't personally used Charity Ace, but I did have a really great conversation with the owner when she first launched the business. And... Charity Ace seem to be on par with Winspire. I'll link to both auction sites in the show notes. If you're thinking about hiring a live auctioneer, which I highly recommend, talk to other nonprofits in your area to see who they've used. Start reaching out to those auctioneers to get a rough idea of the cost. The auctioneers I've worked with don't have a set price. It will depend on their availability, the time of year, If your event is in a busy season, you can expect to pay more. And auctioneers will try to work within your budget. So even if your nonprofit neighbor down the road paid X for that exact same auctioneer, you could get a bid that's either higher or lower depending on those factors. That's a very high-level overview of live auctions that will hopefully help you answer the question, should I have a live auction? If your board is on board, start brainstorming ideas to fit your audience's wants or needs and get recruiting live auction items. Now that sounds like a plan. I'll see you next time.